0: My husband and I have each faced some pretty intense health struggles in the past 12 months. As we lay in ICU at separate times, our main concern was for our spouse and for our children. What will happen to my boys if I don't make it? I don't want them to grow up without a mom. And we both heard the still small whisper of God reassuring us that He loves our children far more than we ever could, that He would look after our boys and that everything would be okay. Okay has come to mean something different for me. It doesn't mean that I'll always get the top trump or that circumstances will always be peachy, but it means that in the light of eternity, God's got this. I'm pretty at peace knowing that in this life we will have difficulties. Jesus guaranteed that actually. He tells his disciples in John 16, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. I'd like to share a testimony from 15 years ago that I believe really helped to lay some foundational stones of trust in the enduring goodness of God. I have always had a deep desire to see God heal people, complete and radical healing of the spirit, soul, emotions, and body. I still believe it is part of our mandate to release freedom and healing on the earth, the kingdom of light advancing against the kingdom of darkness. I don't yet have a real testimony of supernatural healing, but I am able to share with confidence that God is faithful, kind, and ever-present. So at the end of my fifth year med school exams, I headed off on a grand adventure with my sister. We were visiting my older sister who had been teaching English in Japan for the past 18 months. Our trip there consisted of a car ride to the airport, Three flights via Joburg, Dubai, and Osaka. Three trains, a taxi, and another car trip. I wrote in my journal at the start of the trip, I feel like God is saying, come away with me. Let's be intimate. And I'm excited for that, learning how to be intimate with God. I feel like I'm going away to a secret garden for a few weeks, that no one will really know what happened there, but hopefully they'll be able to see a change and newness of life in me, Because of the refreshing time I've spent there. So, up until yesterday, only about a handful of people knew what actually happened in Japan. My sister lived close to a beautiful mountain called Mount Shiroyama in Saiki, a rural town in Oita Prefecture. In addition to exploring the town and cultivating a love for sushi, I spent many, many hours reading the Bible and other Christian books went for bike rides along the coast and climbed Mount Shiroyama to watch the sunset. About six weeks into this idyllic retreat, I came to a crossroads and wrote this in my journal. Today, I face a crisis of faith. In my spirit, I'm wrestling, struggling. I mentioned before how I think God is calling me to a healing ministry. Well, I've been thinking a lot about my eyes. I'm practically half blind. As I'm writing this, I have to hold the page 10 centimeters from my face, else I can't even read my own writing. And I'm thinking, how can I ever build faith in others for healing when I don't have faith that God will heal my eyes? Yes, I know that I just need to put on glasses or contact lenses and I can see fine, but those are man-made crutches. They help me to cope, but in reality, my eyes are still sick. It's like a man with a crooked leg who walks with a crutch. He can get around on his crutches, but I still believe that it's God's will to heal him. I see photos in T.L. Osborne's book of Crusades where hundreds of pairs of crutches are discarded because people had faith that God would heal them. It is God's will to heal. Christ bore our sicknesses on the cross so that we need not bear them anymore. By his stripes we are healed. God says, I am the Lord who heals you, Jehovah Rapha. I wrestled some more quoted many scriptures, almost like laying out a watertight argument about why God had to heal me if and when I stepped out in faith, and then wrote, this is one of the hardest days of my life. I've always wanted to live by faith, walk by faith and not by sight, live according to what God says and not be dictated to by what is seen or tangible. And yet I never have. I've never walked on water. (coughs) Since Since July, I feel like God has been telling me I need to walk on water. I remember a prophetic picture one of the Malawian guys shared on our LTT. He said, I see a river with a bridge over it. Then the river begins to flood and the water covers the bridge. But he offered no interpretation and so I asked God what it meant. And basically I felt it was the bridge represents man-made things, safety. And the river equals God's spirit, his anointing. I've played it safe my whole life and is calling me now to step out on the water. The struggle continued a bit more until at sunset I walked up Mount Shiroyama again and quite dramatically crushed my glasses underfoot and threw away three pairs of minus 7.5 strength contact lenses and then I waited for my healing. And I wrestled some more because I didn't understand why it hadn't happened immediately. And I reasoned how and when it could still happen. So two days later in my journal, sure, (laughs) these last two days have just been so hard. I still can't see in the natural, and yet I'm determined to believe. My sister was incredibly gracious. She strengthened me in the waiting, prayed with me, encouraged me, and also protected me from things like moving cars and buses. (laughs) (laughs) way through the waiting, I started to give thanks for everything that God had done for me and for all that He meant to me. I surrendered some of my control. I dived into Scripture and acknowledged that God's ways are not our ways. I fixed my eyes on Jesus. I reminded myself not to worry. I had significant anxiety about how I was going to survive the trip home on my own as my other sister had only stayed with us for the first three weeks. So I was needing to navigate several busy Japanese train stations and three international airports on my own when I could literally only see what was right in front of me. I let go of the need to have a powerful testimony that could be used to help others step out in faith in the realm of healing and wrote that, yes, I do need faith because without faith it is impossible to heal God. It is impossible to please God. But if God calls me, then all I really need is His presence and anointing to go with me. So a week later, I set out for the trip home. God definitely sent angels along the way. At every train station, a Japanese stranger would strike up a conversation with me and would assist me to get to my next platform. On arriving back in Durban, I managed to find my family. I'd been so nervous, I would just walk straight past them. I got home, found an old pair of glasses that kind of still worked, I told my folks that my glasses had broken, so we went that week to test my eyes and get new ones made. And I felt pretty sheepish about the entire incident for many years after that. But God definitely used that very vulnerable time to teach me a huge amount about His character. Though I was hurting and confused, He remained kind and faithful. He showed me that though things don't always work out as I believe they ought to, He's still got this, He's still on His throne, He walks with us through every trial, and He ultimately gives us victory. I don't need to have all the answers. I don't need to always be in control. Life doesn't always have to work out exactly as I planned it. Whatever happens, it's okay. Yes, I fight for His kingdom to come on this earth. I still pray for supernatural healing, and I still believe I will see it. I will still step out in faith. But as we sang earlier... I'm standing knee-deep, but I'm out where I've never been. I feel you coming, and I hear your voice on the wind. Would you come and tear down the boxes that I've tried to put you in? Let love come and teach me who you are again. Take me back to the place where my heart was only about you, and all I wanted was just to be with you. Come and do whatever you want to. And further and further, my heart moves away from the shore. Whatever it looks like, whatever may come, I am yours. Then you crash over me and I've lost control, but I'm free. I'm going under, I'm in over my head. And you crash over me, that's where you want me to be. Whether I sink, whether I swim, it makes no difference when I'm beautifully in over my head.